fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 How the hell is it going? It's going super duper. How are you? I'm well, thank you. My name is Matt, and this is Sandy, and this is the Hot Box, episode 16, Tuesday, August 10th, 2010, of course. Thank you for joining us. Hotbox dot hotboxpodcast.com slash live. That's where you should be watching these at. When Ustream's not taking a big giant dump all over our hopes and dreams. Thank you, Ustream. That's what you're doing, in essence, Ustream, right now. Me and, like, four other people, you were taking a dump on all of our hopes and dreams. 406-204-4687, that's the number you can call to say hi or what's up or what have you. Uh, how's, how's everything going? Great. Is everything well? It's still going fabulous. Are we still having a festival on September 18th? Oh, yeah. It's looking pretty uh, pretty spectacular so far. Oh, yeah. I I'm talked, excited. I talked to one of the bands today, the band that uh, me and Sean played with quite a while ago, God-Fearing Women. They are going to discuss it this evening and let us know if they are into this. Sweet. So that'll be cool. And we got some other people going to come play some music for y'all. And we're going to talk, we're going to do a podcast, and we're going to have food. We're going to have such good food good there. Food. Such good food. Some barbecue. Some wrap and roll burritos and stuff. Oh, man. What? I'm excited. So definitely, uh, if you want a booth, we still have a few left. Hotboxpodcast.com slash roachmarket, R-O-A-C-H-M-A-R-K-E-T, of course. Uh, that's where all the information is. That's where the sign-up sheet is if you want a booth or whatever. And, uh, yeah, you can uh, also text 406-848-1739 if you have any questions or what have you. Or email info at hotboxpodcast.com, of course. And the booths are $25 a piece, hotboxpodcast.com slash donate. All that stuff is on the site, so just check that out. Just check it out. Go to the site and click around and you'll right find now. stuff. Right now. Do it right now, unless you're driving. Unless you have a droid. Then go ahead and continue doing it. <laughs> but if not... Wait till you get where you're going. Don't die. So, how's business? Great. Somebody in the chat earlier wanted to know all about, what do you say, the money end the of it? The money end. Because I should discuss that and record how much I bring in let's, daily, Let's right? discuss the books. Can we call the accountant? How are I'm the taxes? accountant. Are you? <laughs> awesome. How's the how's the, the kitty? Is the kitty getting full? Uh, she's doing very well. That's awesome. Yup, yup. How? What other business could you just be like? Hey, let's talk money. How much money does your business make? Tell me. <laughs> Come on, really? Well, I do. We'll upload an Excel spreadsheet from uh, uh, tax. What's that? TurboTax. Yeah. <laughs> Use TurboTax. You know, I've been asked about money before. I've had people ask me, like, if I buy medicine from another caregiver, how much do I pay? Really? And I'm like, um, if you're buying it from me, why should I divulge that information and then have you question why? I knew people like that back in the day, too. Like, when, when you, you know, you buy a few ounces or a quarter pound or half pound or whatever, and then you flip it and you make a little money. And there's always, like, <clears throat> excuse me, there's always one or two people that you'll be selling to 
that will always be like, so we're friends, right? We're, we're totally bros, right? It's cool. How much are you paying for this? Like, you know, it's cool. I'm not going to say anything. You know, I just, I, for my, I'm just curious, you know. I'm yeah. not going to, you know, like, try and go around you and get it for cheap or anything. I Like, like what do you pay? What, what, I'll what's never your give downline? you a hard time for it when I'm having yeah. financial problems. Yeah, right. And don't have all the money I need. I'll never point out how much you actually pay for it and how much I have to buy with. You know what I always did? I would just tell them I was paying $20 more than what I was selling it to them for. <laughs> and then I'm the good guy. Yeah. I'm eating 20 bucks every time we meet. Just well, remember that. People think that it's like super cheap to get it. Like even just growing it. People are like, yeah, well, right. can't you like, because you're growing it, can't you sell it to you me have... for like 150 an ounce? And I'm like, um, you know what no. my electric bill is, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Just because... I grow it doesn't mean that there's an inexhaustible, infinite amount of pot there, that just magically yeah. appears. Like, that's a lot of work. There's overhead. And, and the more pot I have, the more work I put in to get that pot. Well, and I think a lot of people assume just because it's marijuana and it's this drug business that there's no overhead that like I'm able to grow it in this super secret like location that I don't pay rent on and then I go and harvest it and dry it in another super secret location that I don't have to pay rent on and then I I trim it all by myself and I don't have to hire anybody to help and then I'm able to (laughs) go into my establishment and not pay any rent because I'm a criminal and I roll like that (coughs) Right, and like you've <laughs> never bought a fucking oxy off the street for eighty bucks and like gave the guy a hard time because he got it for free because insurance pays for it. Like, don't don't ask how much. I'm not saying like you specifically in the chat. Like, I know yeah, you're just messing around. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. There's real people that really do that and like seriously expect an answer. Like, you're gonna tell them. It, it is, you know, if you do it right and you help people the right way, it's not that you're trying to rape and pillage them and make a lot of money. Because honestly, seriously, I mean, I I need to make money to keep my place running. But I, I'm not in it to like be able to like roll <coughs> around in money at night and go, ha ha ha! I'm so rich. That's right. That's what the monopoly money's for. I enjoy helping people, and it just so happens that I help people well enough that I have a fairly good stream of people that come in, and I'm able to pay my bills. Yay! And that's <laughs> all that matters. Yes, that's the important. We're thing. not like you know. I don't have a big giant hot box gold platinum <laughs> necklace yet. Yeah, obviously we're still using Ustream, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So Chuck's pants, he wants to know like how it works. So basically, say I have my uh my um medical marijuana card and I go to her shop, that's she's my caregiver. So I want to buy pot. I go to her shop and I say hi and we go into the back room. The consultation room. The consultation room room that opens up into this big, awesome, amazing, smelly good place. With all the jars. And then I say, what do you have that's good today? And she shows me and I say, I'll take some of that, some of that, and some of that. I give her the money. She gives me the pot. And I say, you have a great day. I'll see you Tuesday. 
Yeah, and it's And not, that's how that works. It's not anything like I'm not keystoning it, so I'm not doubling the price on everything. So it's not like I get to go around and buy stuff for super cheap. I mean, honestly, right, at everyone, the end of the day, I'm I'm not making that much compared to, you know, how much business do you see me doing? Right. For People the amount of work that is being yeah. done, like you're doing okay. Yeah, I mean, if you if you are at the clinic for a day, you see how many people are coming in and out, and you even and on Saturdays when I'm there, like just for a few hours, like it's so we it's hard to get stuff done because there's people in, you know. Yeah, it's a lot of people, but it's not it's not something where like I'm able to just like go buy a new car and get all this like fancy stuff because I'm making enough to pay my bills and what I need to pay for. Right. You know, and that's my goal, but I'm helping people. And I mean, they appreciate what I do too. Like today I got a package in the mail from someone who just wanted to say thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Did you send them a well, package that said no. You're welcome? <laughs> I didn't. I called and said thank you. Nice. But I mean, she just sent me some really cool t-shirts and stuff from when she was out on her vacation. So oh, That's cool. You know, that's the impression I try to leave on people is that they're appreciated and I'm trying to help them, not that I'm just trying to, like, squeeze money out of them. Right. Because that's not what kind of game this is. True story. There's other games out there like that. Yup. So, good news for Washington County. They are a little bit closer to being drug-free. No drugs whatsoever in Washington County, Right. No pills, no really? Tylenol, no coffee, no How did they anything. do that? Uh, well, various state and local law enforcement officers spent their Tuesday uh, pulling up thousands of dollars of illegal drugs by their roots. Ah! Literally by their roots. Thank you. Tuesday's class for the Outdoor Cannabis Investigation and Spotter School... Start now. Let me say that again: the outdoor cannabis investigation and spotter school. This is a real thing. I I would be really good at that. Like I totally already know what weed looks like. I know what it smells like. I know what it tastes like. I know what it feels like. I am the weed. Sometimes that's my job. That's my new job. So they got paid to learn how to look for marijuana in the sky. In the sky. Uh, at the Tri-County Airport in Bonifay, uh, there are several helicopters loaded up with drug spotters in training. <laughs> Every time I hear the, the phrase drug spotter, I picture, like, this pot leaf, like, lifting weights with, like, another pot leaf up there, like, going, like, push it, push it, come on, yeah, light as a feather, yeah, yeah, like a drug spotter. What do you think that um, midterm is like? Do they fly over a field with like a various plants and they're like... It's like hide and seek probably. Is they're like, that we have, one there? <laughs> we no, have tomatoes. Sorry, son. And then we have, we have some pot, but we're not going to tell you where the pot's at. Because you're the, you're the drug spotter in How training. How many plants do you see in this acre right here? So they, they loaded up the helichopper and they headed out to known drug locations. I guess that's for training, right? Because if, you, if it's a known drug location, then you already know that, that there's, there's... drugs there. Right. You yeah. don't have to spot them. Takes a lot of the work out of it. They've been spotted. Yeah, we're going to take you right to it. Can you spot the drugs? 
Uh, Judith Ivester is the program's coordinator. You are so lucky that you have a job. That, like, that's a thing. That that's a real thing right now in our world. Drug spotter. Well, they all had to come up here from Hawaii. Because Hawaii decriminalized, so... Oh, right? Yeah, that's how they had to search for it there was by helicopters. Hmm. She said the program is invaluable to law enforcement training. This is invaluable. Uh-huh. Until it's legalized. Their, their little, like, logo, you know how, like, all the... Like the cops and stuff, like FBI and CIA, they all have jackets that say like CIA. Yeah. These guys, it says sheriff, and then it's a the sheriff star with pot leaves all in the middle of it, with two big swords through the middle of the pot leaves, and then at the bottom it says cannabis eradication. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Quote: We have some of the best trained spotters in the nation. Awesome. They're uh, like glorified orkin men. <laughs> yes. And it's a multi-agency effort. Of course it is. While inst- that's money well spent. Yes, Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thank you. While instructors teach their students how to find the drugs from the air, because, you know, this is a top-down view as opposed to a first-person view, so the drugs look different top-down than they do head-on. Oh, yeah. Head-on. Yeah. Definitely. I'm sure that that's like a really long training period. Look for all these leaves. We have a whole school dedicated for it. And this giant It's the difference between GTA 2 and GTA 3. (laughs) Talking top down. How hard do you think it would be to get into that class so that you can pinpoint the good areas to sneak to at night? (laughs) (laughs) I know where you're not looking. (laughs) That That would be a cool job, though. Like if you were totally like a pothead. Yeah. You want me to fly around in a cool helicopter? Can I fly the helicopter? I would put everybody else in that group. Like, they'd be non-existent, non-essential personnel. Yes. Uh, While instructors teach their students how to find drugs from the air crews on the ground, follow the spotter's directions to the marijuana locations. Uh, But they can't necessarily make an arrest unless they find someone on the scene. Many drug dealers grow their product on other people's property without their knowledge. Now, see, that's the difference between drug dealers and, and then legal, legal caregivers. caregivers and dispensary runners or owners or whatever you want to call yep, it. Yep. We don't have to grow our weed on other people's property. I don't go sneak <laughs> without over their knowledge. To, you know, I don't go sneak over to some guy's house and plant all my patients' plants in his yard. Like in the middle of Glacier Park. Yeah. Like way out away from everywhere. A giant gorilla grow. In the Bob Marshall. <laughs> That'd be epic. You'd have to watch out for the Indians up there though. <laughs> I'm serious. My dad a long time ago, him and his friends went out camping up there. And they, they were out hunting on horses, and they came back to the camp, and everything was slashed up. And they, they knew that it was the Indians, because there was a bottle, a fireball, and a feather. I'm not even making this up. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, they, they don't have 24-hour surveillance, so it's tough to tie a grower to the plants. Uh, quote, it takes a lot of man hours to sit on a location and observe it around the clock, Haddock said. You have such a stupid job. You, like, just sit there around the clock on location, just, like, waxing the pole, if you know what I mean. Like, getting paid. Bank. 
To look down at pot plants. To wait for somebody. For yeah. anything to happen. For anybody to Just show up. Just hanging out there to see if the guy comes back to trim and water. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, quote, a lot of times we just eradicate it, and that way the drugs aren't on the street. A lot of times, you know, we just bust in through the back with our flamethrowers and just burn the place down. Because, you know, that way the drugs are not on the street. Yeah. I like how they keep calling it drugs. I mean, it's a drug, but, like, drugs is associated with, like, needles and cocaine and stuff, you know? Like, drugs. Those are drugs. Like, you're just looking for a plant in the sky. You're burning helicopter gas looking for plants growing. That's like going out into the desert and looking for peyote. Like, flying Mm -hmm. above the desert looking for body dumps and peyote. Alright, so moving on. You know how we were talking about how if you're transporting pot illegally, (laughs) maybe have... Have everything in order, right? Yeah, but you shouldn't do it illegally. (sighs) Right, you shouldn't. But if you did, you should definitely make sure that, you know, your car is A-OK, up to snuff. (laughs) Uh, Two recent traffic stops by Oregon State Police Troopers in Douglas County yielded about 100 pounds of marijuana and a half pound of cocaine. Oh, that's a side note. Just a little side note. Do you know what the headline says? (laughs) <laughs> Rich Hill area traffic stop nets 100 pounds of marijuana. Because that's the important part. Because 100... Right. Oh, and <laughs> dot, 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 and a half pound of cocaine. 100 is more than a half. It, so in their mind, they thought, ooh, this is more, more dangerous. Even though a half pound of powder is like a bunch and like, you know, compared to a half pound... And it can kill of, like a million a bunch people. people. A bunch of people. <laughs> that's... And not one would die from the marijuana. Nope, not one. Not one. They, they said it was a it was a half pound of cocaine when it started, but uh, by the time it got checked into evidence, it was more like an eight ball and a half. Yeah. And a teener, a teener, teener. And a bunch of cops running around. Right, like freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get more of this. Where'd you find this? Douglas County traffic stop. I got a hundred pounds of weed too back at my place. Uh. Three people were taken to the jail on drug-related charges as a result of the drug seizures. Uh, Troopers stopped an 04 Ford Expedition rolling at 1.20 a.m. for alleged traffic violations. (laughs) What is the one thing you're not supposed to do when you have 100 pounds of pot and a half pound of cocaine? Illegally. Uh, traffic violations. Traffic violations. Yeah. The vehicle was headed north on I-5 during the traffic stop. The OS- OSP drug-sniffing dog totally effed him. Effed by the dog. Scooby-Doo style. Would have got that away with it. They're doing their job. If it wasn't for you pesky kids. <laughs> and that drug-sniffing dog. Uh, yeah, he allegedly detected drugs on the vehicle's exterior. Did you rub the pot all over the outside of... That is dumb. They you probably dumb. tried hiding it, like taping it to the outside of the car. <laughs> Big Worm says cocaine doesn't kill people. People kill people. Cocaine does kill people, actually. It's a, a proven fact. When they use too much of it, yeah. People kill themselves if you want to get technical. Yeah. Because of the cocaine. Yeah. Right. Uh, Juan Carlos Roca, 28 of Corning, California. He fled on foot and was arrested following a short chase. 
He was probably one of those big Mexican drug dealer dudes like Hector. Don't use me, bro. I'm out, Holmes. When troopers searched inside of the vehicle, they reportedly found 100 pounds of weed in three large boxes in the rear of the vehicle. Uh, police estimate the value at 100 pounds. What do you think? To carry the one $250,000. Yeah. Roca was arrested. Very nice, by yeah. the way. Uh, on suspicion of unlawful possession, manufacture, and distribution of the marijuana. Manufacture of marijuana. Is that a real thing? You don't. When you grow it, they, I think they're assuming he grew it all. Like he made it? Yes. Like Man, he, you manufactured this weed. That yes. just sounds weird. The manufacturing part, I think, is the trimming and packaging of... Is that really manuf- manufacturing? to me is like, you created this. You're making this. Manufacturing, to me, is like an assembly line of things working to create yeah. something. Like a manufacturer line? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so do you know the, uh, the, the traffic violations, they, uh, they had a taillight out. Are you serious? Yes. Oh no. The trooper seized and impounded the vehicle, a search warrant served on the vehicle, and about half pound of cocaine was found hidden behind a taillight. Oops. You should have checked... That yeah, it worked. Yeah, you should have had another when the, person the weed run was around like, the car. Hey, check that out. Make sure that works. It, it's really easy to ask someone to stand behind the car while you tap the brakes and make <laughs> sure everything's in working yeah, right. order. Check the headlights. Check the brights. Oh well. I guess that's good though, right? Because that's that's the illegal side yeah, of this. The more of those is. get put in jail. It's now, good except for the fact that it's in the headlines and so now And we it have just to says weed it. and not yeah. cocaine. Do we really have to deal with it though? I feel like there's so much that comes out. Like there's busts of all sorts. Well all it the adds time. up to these statistics that uh, they get yeah, to okay. throw at us right. constantly. At the end of the year. The the yeah. end of the fiscal year. And so these statistics are what we have to fight against, and so that's what it ends up. How, that's how it ends up hurting us. We have the biggest, best statistic: zero. Zero. That's ours. So moving on here, another city council is passing a ban on the fake weed products, <laughs> the spice, the K two, the fake stuff. The people smoke because Lucifer's herb. <laughs> the dragon smoke. Uh, this is a Hattiesburg City Council. They voted four to one Monday to pass an ordinance banning products marketed as incense and dubbed by officials as synthetic marijuana. The ordinance forbids the use, possession, purchase, distribution, or sale, or the attempt to use, possess, purchase, distribute, or sale. Or the public display for sale of several chemical compounds found in products sold in stores as incense. It's nice to see they covered all their bases. (laughs) All of their and or if then else statements. It's like a computer program. Unless as to twice before then we shall. These substances have many trade and street names including Spice and Kaiju. 
The rule will go into effect 30 days from its passing and will carry a penalty of up to six months in jail, up to $1,000 in fines or both. The new law bans four synthetic chemicals similar to the psychoactive ingredients in natural marijuana, as well as any other synthetic cannabinoid, including, but not limited to, and or if then else, those substances known by the trade names of spice. So how how proud would you be to like walk around letting everybody know that like you had to go to jail for incense? Yeah, right. You big dummy. You should have just smoked the weed in the first place. You probably wouldn't have gotten in trouble unless you're dumb about it. Chuck's pants has a point though. He says if you go by the Drug Analog Act, then those substances are pretty much already illegal. Yes and no because this They're is- analogs. Well, in essence. In essence, yeah, in but there's always those people that can argue how it should be separate from there. Such as there's people who argue that weed should be separate. So I mean, you know, you're gonna have people that argue for it. As we've experienced on Facebook. That <laughs> lovely group that loves to argue for it. Right. Because <laughs> it opens their minds. The four twenty cock. Makes Rooster. them happier. The ordinance also includes three stimulants, one of which has been sold as a legal alternative to ecstasy and salvia divinorum, a hallucinogenic plant already outlawed by the state back in 08. I was going through my closet the other day, Mm -hmm. cleaning out some skeletons and whatnot, and I found a big giant baggie of some salvia that Uh one of our other show listeners sent in a long time ago. That's, like, what was left of the, the great salvia experiments of 09. I think I'm pretty much done with salvia, like, for the rest of my life. I can safely say if I want to hallucinate, I will eat mushrooms. I think I'm never probably going to ever again smoke salvia divinorum. Really? Safe to say. I've never tried it. Really? Yeah. Do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> It'll F your world up for about 10 minutes. It's it's so weird. Yay. I don't even know, dude. I don't even know. Uh, the eight substances would have been outlawed immediately if the vote during the special called meeting was unanimous, but Ward 2 Councilwoman Deborah Delgado voted against the ordinance. She voted with the nay, noting for the record that she thought the substances should be banned. Oh, of course. But voted against it because she disagreed with the rule going into effect immediately. Quote, the thing is, we're going to have to educate the community about it, she said. I'm just a little bit concerned that, oh boy, don't you know, without knowing anything about it, we're just jumping on it with both feet. Boy, howdy. It would be like if we instituted prohibition again. Tonight. (laughs) Really? Okay, so she's okay with the fact that some people may die between now and then because <laughs> yeah, right. they need to educate everyone first. First, we need to get educated. Then we need to, in turn, go out and educate others. So is she hoping that like everybody will be understanding of the ban if there's education first? Uh, Probably. Well, that's dumb. The police... Chief Fraser Bolton, he said the first course of action for enforcement will be personal visits to store owners and managers that sell the substances to inform them of the new ban. We will personally, we have absolutely jack all to do 
We'll go personally. The whole force. All three of us. Hands on guns. That's right. You boys selling that spice? Click safety off just in case. These people are crazy. Oops, I meant to tase ya. Oh, bro. sorry, that was my pistol. <laughs> Silly me, I shouldn't have got that brand new pistol grip for my taser. <laughs> Oopsie doodle. I'm gonna go now. <laughs> uh, he also suggested a series of educational public service announcements. Of course, how about some more meth billboards while you're at it? Please. The more you know. Ding! I don't... You're going to educate everybody about this fake crap. Like, is this even worth any time at all? It should just be like, banned cares? everywhere. Who cares? <sighs> if you ban that, then you have to ban pot. <sighs> okay, well, um... <laughs> okay. I don't see the death, so... Quote? <sighs> <sighs> uh, I think it's in the welfare of the community, Bradley said. We have unsuspecting individuals who don't know what they're getting themselves into. We gotta warn people. Hey, shout it from the rooftops. This stuff is bad. We're yeah, banning it. Yeah, because the newspaper articles haven't done enough. Well, people don't read that. People don't read the news. People listen to podcasts, barely. Uh, yeah. Uh, they join another county. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine counties all together uh, in Mississippi have banned spice, along with several states. The Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics Director Marshall Fisher, he says the Bureau plans to push for a bill in the next state legislative session outlawing spice. And making it a Schedule One substance. High probability of abuse with no legitimate medical use. Wow. <laughs> so let's, we're just going to put it there. Next yeah. To, next to pot. Yeah. And cocaine. Yep, and heroin. Awesome. Wait, is heroin and cocaine really in that schedule? Because they have medical use, right? Didn't Dennis use cocaine forever? Uh, and- not anymore. But they used to. They used they used so to use the, marijuana it's for medical, medical use too. So it's medical use all of a sudden disappeared. It stopped yeah. being useful. They they're now considered dangerous substances. That's awesome. So they say, quote, we still did something good. Pat on the backs, everybody, pat on the backs. <laughs> we still did something good. We'll just have to wait 30 days. Yeah. Wait, you know none of... What are you going to really be doing in the next 30 days? Still patting yourself on the back. Good job, guys. Good job. Fantastic work. So, well, good luck. Uh, Moving on, you want to tell us all about what Mexico is doing? What what are these crazy essays down, down south, our cousins to the south? What are they doing? Well, funny thing is, okay, so now a lot of marijuana, the word actually comes from Mexico. Um, It's their slang term for the weed that they brought north, apparently. Um, But right now, Mexico is actually gaining support for legalization. Um, Alejandro. Complete legalization in Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. 
Maybe then we can teach them how to grow good pot. Maybe. They're good farmers. They just don't know. I, st- I don't think anyone's ever showed them. I think if, if you showed them... Well, yeah. They would blow their little Mexican minds. Probably. <laughs> their little... And they would do a good job. Definitely. I know. They'd get like 20 of them on it all at once and it'd be done like that. And then they'd be off to siesta. <laughs> Ford siesta time. <laughs> hmm. It says law professor Alejandro Madrazo La Horse doesn't come nice. across as an... I tried. Nice. Doesn't come across as an activist for legalizing marijuana. But as an attorney for an organization at the forefront of growing legalization movement in Mexico, he is one of its most ardent advocates. Seeing the destruction of my country because, because of the war on drugs, I began to realize the importance of debating the idea, said Madrazo who is also an attorney for the collective for an integral policy on drugs. It's way worse down there than it is here oh. because of the cartels. Those Mexican cartels, they do not F around. You they will, kill they will everybody. They will kill you and your family and anyone you've ever met and everyone you're friends with on Facebook. Dead. All of you. Yeah, like that. and they don't listen to I'm sorry. No, that doesn't no, no. work. There's no I'm sorry. There's you know. no do-overs I don't think, with them at all. I don't think there is a word for sorry in the Mexican language. Hispanish. Lo siento is I'm sorry. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Well, <laughs> lo siento, essays. Lo siento. <laughs> lo siento, no comprendes. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Thank you, um, Chuck's pants. So... So anyways, once the subject's so taboo that college kids here didn't even whisper about smoking pot, <laughs> the idea of legalizing marijuana in Mexico has gained increasing favor, especially among a vocal group of academics, intellectuals, and politicians. Hmm. Politicians clearly for the money. Cha-ching, dollar signs in their eyes. Uh, intellectuals because, well, they're smart and they know... That, you know, it's a good idea. And then who else? Potheads? Right. Because we like smoking it. Mm-hmm. Oh, academics. Right. Academics. Because they... People they, in school. Right. Because they're all so smart. Because it... And, and I like how it's not important what anybody else thinks. As soon as the rich and smart people think it's okay, well, right. then, then, hey, let's Obviously. go ahead and do it. I mean, right. They are the rich and intellectuals. <laughs> Analysts say that the shift, which echoes an increasing openness to legalization in the U.S. outside of Texas, is both a function of changing generational attitudes toward drugs mm-hmm. and growing public frustration with the country's drug war, like mm. all of the dead people in the street. Right, like not being able to leave your house for fear of getting shot. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, that okay. makes sense. Yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. The death toll has risen to 28,000 since uh, 2006. Of course it has. With more than... 6,000 people killed in Ciudad Juarez just across from El Paso since 2008. Excuse me. It's pronounced El Paso. El Paso. El Paso, dude. El Paso. It's the town of the penny. It's El Paso. I'm telling you. Wikipedia that S. El Paso. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. For 28 years I've said El Paso and I'm sorry I can't change it. You've totally been saying it wrong. El Paso. (laughs) (laughs) 
So. I'm sorry. It's okay. Lo siento. El peso, Gavaron. <laughs> President Philip, Felipe Calderon said recently he would... Don't you love listening to white people try yes. to say Mexican words? <laughs> yes. It's El peso. <laughs> said recently he would support... A national debate on the issue of legalization, reversing his previous stance on the subject. However, he underscored that he does not favor legalization. Right, because but, that would make him but, sound like a pothead. But um, you know, especially while the U.S., the world's largest consumer of drugs, thank you, maintains thank prohibition. You very much, and <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks for throwing that one in there, Mexico. No, we're proud of that, right? We oh. like Americans do. We like to get effed up for what, real what about on the, the real. Netherlands? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know, dude. I think, I oh, think wait, we buy it from them. I would put wait, our junkies up that against. Does make us the consumers. Well, yeah, I would put our junkies up against their junkies any day of the week. We do have some hardcore ones, <laughs> even up here in Montana. Well, that's what I'm saying. I would put <laughs> like our. <laughs> Like clucking Montana junkies because oh there god. ain't nothing out there. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I've I've seen some some s. Mexico's president president's call for a debate on legalization is significant, but political obstacles still stand in the way," said David Shirk, president of the Transborder Institute at the University of San Diego. Political obstacle, a.k.a. something we all made up to make your life suck more. Now you're going to have to get around that thing that we made up, you know, to hold you back or whatever we were doing at the time. <laughs> Quote, it would be very difficult for Mexico to legalize when its northern neighbor, the most powerful country in the world, <laughs> dickhead to the north, is here. against legalization. <laughs> That's a bad idea. He said Mexico could not do that unilaterally without provoking a very strong political reaction from the United States. That's right. If Hey, S.A., if you legalize it, we will bomb your ass. You know, I don't think it's fair that other countries have to worry about what we're going to do if they do something. Because <laughs> yeah. do we care? Does yeah. the United States I think really we do. care that much, I though? I think so. I think we do. I don't think we care. I think if we want to make a law, we make it, and we don't care if Canada or Mexico well, is going to have true. a problem with it. But, but they actually a... like sit there and go, oh, you know what? The U.S. is going to be so uber-peeved if that's we do this. That's how this works. You see how this works? We, I think that's We stupid. are the Global watchdog of everything all the time, forever, until someone bitch slaps us off our big giant high horse, which it's coming, 2012, you watch. Oh, we just got bitch slapped by everybody, (laughs) and now we have black eyes, but yeah, dude, totally. Everyone is always worried. Do you know be, they don't want us going over there and being like, "All right, well, this is ours now." See ya. Yeah, true. I wouldn't want that either since it already happened before. Um <laughs> it says, "Yet yeah, attitudes toward legalization have slowly been changing in the US too. 14 states and Washington DC, the nation's capital, have legalized medical marijuana." Texas has been quiet on marijuana reform. That's because I have a theory about this also. Texas 
is full of a bunch of retards. <laughs> okay? Now, they have a real hard time getting anything done because of this cognitive Bye, dissidence. Texas listeners. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've lived there. <laughs> anybody from Texas? Are you serious? Alabama. That was nice. They're all like... I've Praise the Lord. Hill, hill, hill. Like, that's all they know down there is riding horses and Jesus. And I think that that's why... They are a little strict. A little? Yeah, dude. Well, and it says that they've actually laxed incarceration for first-time offenders. So maybe you only get shot in one leg. That, there you go. <laughs> Good job, Texas. Thanks. <laughs> I believe um, I even have a couple X's in Texas, just like that song. Yeah. That I wrote. In um, And in November, California residents will have a chance to vote on Prop 19, which aims to legalize marijuana use for adults. A federal official notes that the law, if passed, would contradict the Federal Controlled Substance Act. Thank you for throwing that in. Hey, what did uh, what did Texas vote on the gay marriage rights uh, bill? Did, did they, they let anybody vote on that? Did they have one of those? I don't think so. I think that they laughed at it and threw it away. There ain't no gays in Texas. Hill, hill, hill. <laughs> I picture everyone in Texas talking like Yosemite Sam. <laughs> I'm totally serious. Dang, nabbit. They kind of do. What in, in tarnation? <laughs> in Mexico, some 5 million people say that they use marijuana, according to the National Health Ministry. That's about 5% of the population, though. Do you know why? Because... They have lots of babies. Because they're Mexicans. We like to smoke pot. In the U.S., according to the 2008 National Survey on Drug Use and Health, 35.5 million people said they had used marijuana in the past year, or about 10% of the population. (laughs) So more, the majority... Okay, I'm there's sorry. more of a percentage up here than down there that have used, but they're worried about legalizing it because of what we might say. Right, because we have the bigger D's, and they don't want to S them, and they know that's what will end up happening if they piss us hey, off. In Texas, nearly 8% of Texans aged 12 and older had reported to using marijuana in the past year. I'll try it at once. They, they take it down to Ames, 12. Ainsby says, is it weird that his view of Texas is my view of Montana? <laughs> Montana Connect says, I thought all they raised in Texas was steers and queers. Boy, you ain't got no horns. Hell, they yeah, voted yeah. to shoot the gays, big worm. Yes. <laughs> Probably. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yep. Um... <laughs> Four proposals that aim for varying degrees of decriminalization or legalization are on the docket in Mexico's House of Deputies, and another is circulating circulating in the Senate. We should all email Mexico and be like, hey, it's cool. Don't worry about it. You should do this. Like, we're not going to be mad. Well, they will be, but we won't be, and there's more of us than there are of them right now. And they're old, and we're young. We'll destroy I think, them. I think Mexico should just see how many people are dying, obviously, from the drug war there, and maybe a smart step would be to try legalizing it and not worry so much about what we're going to do because, honestly, I have a little secret. We're kind of in a bad spot right now and may not really pay attention. <laughs> yeah, right. I think we have other problems right now to deal with. Our economy kind of sucks. Like all of the people in in that place that had that flood that drowned and like like we're busy. 
We got a lot of stuff to do. There was a bunch of oil that just gushed into your golf. Okay? Oh, yeah, we're Maybe still we'll let it slide as an I'm sorry. If you <laughs> promise not to sue us for, you know, spilling all that oil in your golf, that was Mexico's golf, was it not? It, it's called the Gulf of Mexico. Thank you. That was Mexico's <laughs> golf that we totally just, like, took a big giant dump in. So I think we kind of owe him this one. Just saying. So, yes, marijuana may go for legalization in Mexico, but I'll we're going to have to wait yes. and see. I vote for it, yes. I vote for it. Um, I'm, I don't have any Mexican that I know of in my heritage, but I'll vote for it. I got some. I'm good. I'll vote. That'd be oh. cool if you could do that. Like, figure out what you are and then be able to participate in their country's, you know, comings and goings. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Have, have a little political career on the side. Because I'm 116th Mexican. It'd be great. So what's next here? So I thought this was kind of funny. An Idaho farmer apparently unknowingly tended to 300 pot plants. Unknowingly? Unknowingly. Like. Unknowingly. (laughs) I didn't know that that's what that was. I thought it was a potato plant. I've never, I've never seen pictures of it. I don't do drugs. See, I'm just a farmer. I know hay, and that's about it. I know horses. Okay, well, and see, this is the even better. It was it was in a cornfield. Is that your final answer? <laughs> you don't. I didn't know. Corn and marijuana really do different. I know that they're some both of tall. The bud, I mean, and some of those buds are nice looking, but I never ever looked at one and went, "That kind of looks like a corn husk." Right. Ever. I've never had ever. to. <laughs> I've never had to husk a bud. Nope. <laughs> I've had to shuck some seeds like a long time ago once. Yeah. Never, never Not lately. had to actually like peel like an outer layer. I mean, there's leaves out there, but I mean, they're, they're all over. It's not one big one. <laughs> Jimmy Greenthumb says, my dad always told me when all else fails, play dumb. D-U-M, dumb. Word. That's awesome. <laughs> so authorities say a southern Idaho farmer <laughs> unknowingly southern. watered and fertilized you more than 300 marijuana plants while tending to his cornfields. The Jerome County Sheriff's Office says the farmer found the plot of pot. <laughs> Get that it? Was, I'm proud of how quickly I moved through that. Thank you. Growing between his tall green stalks of unripened corn early Monday and called authorities. You got your he weed in my corn. <laughs> you got your corn in my weed. This is my land. This is my land. <laughs> Hetfields and McCoys all over again. Hit her. Yup, yup. The sheriff's office said the 314 low grade marijuana plants are valued at $628,000 and would have been ready for plucking. Do they know how you do it? <laughs> in the next month or hey. so, just before the hey. corn harvest. Hey. Your pot, it's about ready for plucking, I reckon. It's plucking time. Hey, you ready to go pluck? When someone says pluck, I think of like <laughs> pulling feathers out of a duck's bum, yes. not like harvesting I think of plucky my plant. from Tiny Tunes. <laughs> Freaking plucky, dude. Plucky duck. I like how they had to like dig, like low grade, man. Yeah. Swag. <laughs> 
A detective says the pot was started from seed and relocated to the field. Uh, <laughs> a common way marijuana growers hide uh, their plant. Too bad you didn't have your in the air outside marijuana grow spotters in action. They yeah. could have found that for you. Yeah. Authorities have ruled out the farmer as a suspect, saying there have been at least two other similar reports in the past year. Nice. So apparently, if you go to Idaho and wander through a cornfield, you might stumble on some marijuana. That's a good idea, but chances are, if that's what happens, it's going to be swag. And if anybody has seen the new Friday the 13th, you would know why <laughs> that would be a bad idea. Right. I don't I don't go anywhere near cornfields anymore. Wandering around looking for marijuana may get <laughs> you killed by jason yes it will <laughs> so moving on uh what else what else happens what else so medical marijuana for the poor this is out of denver hmm. denver news outlets have been sharing non-stop stories about the state of medical marijuana in denver Voters approved a bill permitting dispensaries to be located in Denver. Many dispensaries have been established, and this appears to be a flourishing business. Uh, really? Selling pot is doing well in Colorado. That's good. You're blowing my mind. Yeah. I never would have guessed. Denver City Council stepped in to rethink the regulation in place. As Denver seeks to tighten up its rules around the distribution of medical marijuana, Washington, D.C. passed a law that included a provision requiring medical marijuana to be provided to poor residents who qualify. I think that should just be a given. Yeah, you should just give because poor people are poor for a reason, right? Because they're unmotivated, lazy people for the most part. Not being stereotypical, just saying. So well, let's give right the poor now, people something that just slows them down even more. Well, right now, with how bad our economy is off, anyways, well, yeah. the majority of people are poor. I mean, all these businesses are going out. They're raising their prices, trying to stay above water. We're not making enough money to buy anything. Everybody's losing. So get everyone stoned and then... I just think if you're in it to help people, helping poor people right. should be on that list. Right. If you don't care how they get it, what they get, or if they're okay, then you obviously aren't on that level of compassion and... And I don't agree with you. <laughs> Absolutely. But that's just me. But um, anywho, the details of the law, who qualifies for the reduced price, and what will that price be is still being discussed. Of course. Now, in Montana, caregivers are able to just set their own price. There's no regulation on how much you can charge someone. Right, right. So a lot of people end but, up shopping around... The business self-regulates, though, because Whoa. if one guy's selling bags for 50 and another guy's selling them for 40 and it's better stuff or whatever, or sometimes you'll pay more for the good stuff, you know, depending on. Well, yeah, I mean, word gets around that, you know, and typically I think right now in our area, almost everything's going for anywhere from 10 to $15 a gram. It depends on... Who you're going through, of course, and what strain it is. And a lot of people need to remember the strain has a lot to do with it. Right. I try to have stuff that it's not that it's bad stuff. It's just that it's maybe been, you know, donated or something. I've got stuff there that if someone comes in there in a really tough spot, they have no money. I'm still able to help my patients one way or another. Right. But, um... I don't think... 
I guess it depends, like, why... I don't know. It just seems weird that you should give these people something else, not, like, pot. I mean, if they're sick, okay. But I think I can really see this being abused a lot. Because I'll tell you what. If I could just sit on my behind all day and get free pot and get free money... I'm sorry, but that's well. That's, that's why all they're going to regulate do. who gets it. I think that if you're living off of disability and that little social security check that they send you every month right. to pay your bills, and you cannot work, then you definitely qualify. Right. If you're not working because you're choosing not to work, it's not that you can't. Because you're an alcoholic, maybe, or 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 you're just not working. You're not looking. You're not actively searching for they a job or trying a something. Then maybe you don't qualify so much. Maybe you know? we're not going to give you pot for free. That makes sense. So, the law says patients uh, unable to afford a sufficient supply of medical marijuana will be permitted to purchase it on a sliding scale. And, of course, low-income patients will also receive a discount on a required city registration fee. Is that what you just read? No. Okay. With the medical marijuana topic in the local news, it may not be long before Denver is discussing the pros and cons of the D.C. law. So I think that as long as it's regulated properly, it could be really beneficial, but it's one of those things that we've got to see if they can regulate it properly. Well, (coughs) excuse me. You can look at, like, there's some free prescription pill programs and stuff like that. So I can see it... (coughs) I can see it kind of working like something like that. They look at, you know, your situation. Like, Purdue Pharma does that. I used to know a bunch of people that were getting their oxys for free from purdue you know Mm -hmm. so i i can see you know maybe they do something like that or maybe they give the people that do that some kind of tax break or something like as an incentive to do that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh definitely so what's what's this fda one of our listeners burger sent this to us uh, the FDA approves ecstasy, new treatment of Iraq war veterans with resistant PTSD. The yeah. Pitsed- so this isn't marijuana related, but this is for PTSD. It's just a little weird that, that, that they've okayed this drug. It's for funny to me that it. veterans just like, what, three months ago were getting all of their stuff taken away if they were caught smoking weed. And here they're like, hey. Did you like weed? Well, you'll love ecstasy. Ecstasy. Do we want a bunch of veterans running around all doped up on Molly? <laughs> like, I don't know if that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, just touching everything. But it does make me want to go join up. And then go to Iraq and then come back with PTSD so that I can get prescribed it. Because that would be cool. If you would just pay me and feed me rolls all day, you could just do your experiments. That's fine. I would volunteer for that. Yeah, I I can't believe that it was such a big issue for them to use marijuana and now they're prescribing yeah, ecstasy. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's in, That's 
veterans of Iraq and other theaters of war may receive treatment with ecstasy. The FDA has given approval for a trial of treatment for PTSD in a combination of psychotherapy and ecstasy. Uh, this is a major step forward in mental health methods of treatment. I agree. <laughs> Denver is a likely VA hospital site for this groundbreaking work in which there has been success treating men and women who have been unable to be helped by any other methods, including antidepressants, psychotherapy, relaxation training, and support groups. Hey, let's just talk it out. Yeah. What'd you see over there, guy? Hey, come here. What'd you see over there? What's so bad? Have some ecstasy. The initial results are excellent. Of course they are. Of course they are. We're all high on ecstasy. Everything's excellent. What do you think about the Iraq war? It's awesome. You want a back massage? Oh, play some techno. This is so good. Uh, 10 out of a group 12 test subjects showed very positive effects from the treatment protocol. What did you think? You're giving them a drug called ecstasy. What did you think was going to happen? Oh, I feel horrible. <laughs> Like really? What? It's ecstasy, dude. Have you ever? Have you ever done ecstasy? Everything is wonderful. It doesn't matter what it is. That's just how it rolls. (laughs) Ha ha. Allegedly. That's right. A combination appears to be the surest method. Therefore, the chemical MDMA is paired with physical monitoring to watch for side effects and to be a therapeutic agent as well. You have a bunch of people basically watching these guys like just trip out. Like, licking each other and, like, rolling on the carpet, just tripping. Whenever I think of testing drugs, I always think of the beginning of Pineapple Express. Where they've got the military guy down there smoking the joint. Yes. Yes. Uh, This is truly groundbreaking news, and the FDA has made a very positive decision in moving this therapy forward. People who have suffered severe trauma often live their entire lifetime without relief from their disorder. Their crushing symptoms include overwhelming anxiety, flashback-like memories, and severe depression, among others. Marijuana treats all those things, too. And it's a little safer than ecstasy. Granted, you don't want to rub up against everything Hold on, all dude. the time. But Have you ever done ecstasy? Marijuana is nothing like ecstasy, dude. I'm sorry. I know but... it's nothing like ecstasy. Oh, okay. But I'm saying marijuana treats all those things too. Oh, yeah. Just not it. A... You just don't want to like drink gallons of water right, until right. your brain drowns. Listen to techno music. Right. Yeah. And rub up against everything. Right. Everything is an orgy when you're on ecstasy. That's like the best way I can describe it. Uh, A placebo group, which also had the same number of sessions for psychotherapy, but not the ecstasy chemical, showed on a 2 in 8 or 25% rate of improvement. The difference between the treatment group and the placebo group is highly significant. This therapy may allow the brain to, quote, reboot and have a fresh start in a way that no current treatment or or medication can do. We're going to give you so much ecstasy that you're just going to reboot. And then we're going to mold you into the world's perfect fighting machine killer assassin ninja pirate. 
That's how we roll. Uh, let's keep a positive mindset that this new trial will bring much welcome relief to our suffering veterans. It is the most hopeful sign of something new and of progress for Pete's D in a very long time. Thank you. I don't know. I think if, like, you're really that messed up, like, just pick your poison, dude. Who cares at that point? Just just don't shoot anybody. You know? Yeah, true. Like, those people are, some of them are crazy messed up. And, like, you kind of did that to them by starting some crap over there that has been going on for decades now. And you need people. Yeah, it's sad how... You kind of did that to them. Yeah, it's sad. Very sad. Right. So, did you see the story about a medical marijuana factory? A medical... A factory. A factory, like, with that like... Robotic arms doing Domo stuff. origato, Mr. Roboto in the factory. Wow. Like Oompa Loompas just running around with like pot everywhere. Crazy music, bright colors. Johnny Depp dressed up in a weird suit with a cool hat. Some scissors. <laughs> totally. Quite the factory. The Royal Oak City Commission unanimously rejected a request Monday to suspend the city's moratorium on commercial facilities involving medical marijuana, blocking, at least for now, the effort by a warehouse owner to turn his building into what could have become the state's largest marijuana-growing facility. Of course they blocked it. You want to you start a, a pot factory here? Ooh. He didn't get any votes, dude. Not a one. Any votes. That sucks. Sad. Uh, the 7 0 vote came near midnight in a packed, lengthy meeting that ran from 7 30 till 1 a.m. You were there yelling back and forth till 1 30 in the a.m. <laughs> that sucks. That dude. is a long time. That's a meeting, dude. That's like a sleepover. Almost. That's. Yeah, that's a that's an overnighter. What were what could you have possibly discussed about it? I have this big open space. I want to grow a pot in it. No. Okay, take Here's 15. why it's good. No. <laughs> well, been... here's why it's good still. No. <laughs> For 8 hours? We've done 15 episodes that are about an hour long each and they're all packed with marijuana stuff. Right. So I'm sure you could go back and forth for quite a while. It just depends on, was it the same two people that kept going back and forth? It was a bunch of rabble, 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 rabble. Somebody think of the children. The kids, me, me, me. Oh, man. Uh, At the meeting, dozens of citizens spoke for and against allowing medical marijuana facilities in the city and many others, many of them wearing handguns in holsters, told commissioners that they have a right to carry handguns at the upcoming Arts, Beats, and Eats Festival over the Labor Day weekend. The 23,000-square-foot warehouse in an industrial area north of 14 Mile West of Crooks is empty, and landlord James Canner told commissioner that the building faces foreclosure. You're going to... Take away my building. It faces foreclosure. 
If I, I can't grow pot in it. Save it. If he is not allowed to lease it for medical marijuana cultivation, you know it won't get foreclosed on because he's probably got like four freaking people that are ready to just drop cash. Like to have 23,000 square foot warehouse, dude. Do you know That's what can insane. be done in that? Insane. Insane. That's why it's a factory. For real. We used to make Ford cars here, <laughs> you know? Like, a, that's a factory for sure. Well, thanks, Ustream. There goes the live show. <laughs> Good thing this is a podcast. Yay! Yay! Bravo. So, um, yeah, he said he was not, the city commissioner Chuck said, not convincing in his argument. That he had no other options. We believe you have other options. We're just not going to tell you what they are. So, uh. Of course. And you can just get your stuff foreclosed on. Because, hey, I don't care. Well, because they're not going my not my place. I don't care. He called it a factory. Why would they approve a factory? They wouldn't. That's the why. Word, the word factory. Is scary. You're going to mass produce marijuana? That's what factory implies. You know, that's why a lot of people don't like calling it the marijuana industry because industry gives it that, you know. Industry is evil. Yes. Precisely. Well, that sucks for him. He's probably going to lose his building since they can't do that. Uh, Royal Oak, like many other communities in Metro Detroit, imposed a grow moratorium on medical marijuana commerce, quote, and we don't think there's a medical marijuana emergency <laughs> that would keep Canner from waiting until the city's moratorium expires in October before he applies for the new use for his warehouse. There, He can't do anything with it, though, until then. Like, that kind of sucks that you're just waiting. Yeah, I think they're kind of hoping that it goes away. Right, yeah, I think so, too. All right. Well, thank you, Internet, for completely going away. Yay. Thank you, Ustream, for probably causing that. Yay. Uh, anything else before we get the F out? Nope, nope. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us, for Thanks. listening, wherever you happen to be listening to this, too. In, at, when? Right now. Uh, email info at hotboxpodcast.com. Leave us a message, 406-204-4687. Remember, and September 18th, hotboxpodcast.com slash roach market. Get your table. They're going quickly. You need it. Yes. Sell stuff there. It'll be fun. Bring your handguns. We'll have a party. Yeehaw. And, uh, and the contest. The contest is ending. August 31st. The last entry has to be in by the time we start the show, August 31st. That is a Tuesday. Yes, and then we will let everybody know on that date who the winner is. Right. And And then you'll get your awesome glass pipe and hopefully a Keef box. And it'll be great. Hotboxpodcast.com slash contest. Yes. Make sure you do that soon, please. And we submitted um, a story about our show to Heidi for the next issue of Montana Connect. And that's right. And I wrote still, us a story. Yes, Is that what you did? just said? Yes, that's what I Oh, said. yeah. I wrote a good story. Good job. A 500-word story. a very good story. Thank you. 
I like, like how stories. we became such lively characters. I know, right? It really brings us to life. It does. <laughs> and awesome. um, there is still advertising available in Montana Connect Magazine, too, for anybody uh, looking to get your name out there. Uh, email info at mtconnectmagazine.com or find them on Facebook, Montana Connect Magazine. That's right. They're friends with us. Yup, yup. So, uh, yeah, and we'll see you guys tomorrow for the other show and Saturday for this one again. Yep. Goodbye. Bye. If you like, you like we wear, wear, you need to be. If you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to Hot Boss Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Boss Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Boss Podcast. Thank you for listening to Hot Boss Podcast.